Welcome to the Legalpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Sager, founder and CEO of Legalpreneur Inc. As a serial entrepreneur and someone that works exclusively with small business owners legally protecting their business, I'm dedicated to covering common legal issues faced by business owners, providing you with the business knowledge you need to catapult your business's growth and showing you just how some of the world's most elite entrepreneurs have handled these legal and business issues themselves. In true attorney fashion, the information in this episode is not legal advice. This is for informational purposes only, and you should always consult with your attorney before implementing any of the information in the show. Hello there. Happy Monday. Welcome back to the show. We're going to cover a topic I don't think I've ever covered in depth on the podcast, and that is defamation. Now, there's a lot of details here. I mean, we can get into the nitty gritty. There's a lot of nuances. So I'm going to cover really the basics because there's five elements to prove a defamation case. Now, this is a civil claim, meaning you would sue somebody for defamation. Some states do have a claim where defamation could be punishable with criminal law. They could be punished criminally. And it varies by state all these elements. So whether it's civil or criminal, it does vary by state. But for the most part, the general elements are the same. So civilly, there's five elements typically. And I'm going to go through those and really go into detail because I do get a lot of questions about defamation. If you listened a couple weeks ago, I covered getting canceled. And a lot of times defamation comes up in those claims, those issues. And so I want to make sure we cover it here. Now, the thing about defamation, there's really two types, slander, libel. So slander is what is actually spoken. Libel, it's written. So if somebody writes something about you online, that's libel. If they go on, you know, live TV and say something, it's slander. They're both defamation though. Now, when it comes to defamation, First things first, it has to be an actual statement that can be proven as true or false. If it's just an opinion, it cannot amount to defamation in any case. And if it can be proven as true or false, but it is actually true, it is not defamation. So if somebody says something about you in a negative light, And if they say like, oh, she's the worst person ever and people stop shopping with your business for whatever reason, that's not defamation because saying she's the worst ever, that's an opinion. Now, if they got factually specific and said this person is awful, they overcharged me by $500 and they did XYZ, which can be proven as true or false, that could amount to defamation. Because if it's something that can be proven as true or false, that can amount to defamation. I'm not saying it it is, but that's really what you have to start with is what kind of statement is it? Because if it's an opinion, right off the bat, not defamation. So with this statement for defamation, we're going to refer to it as the statement. It has to be publicly available. So if you're writing in your journal and you're writing like these statements that can be proven as true or false and you don't ever intend for it to be 
public information. And ultimately what happens, maybe somebody steals your journal and then publishes it. Like you can't get in trouble for defamation in that situation. Like I said, there's a lot of nuances, but if it's like written in a private journal, that's not public information. But of course, if you write on your Facebook wall or if you put in a TikTok video, all of those are public information. If you send an email to one person, that is actual publication. Now, the next one, this typically is one element that gets debated a lot is the person being defamed was identified by the statement. And I believe this was a big point of contention in the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case because she won. I think she claimed something around she didn't identify him in these statements. But if there is enough information to where it can lead a person to conclude it is a certain person, that does meet this element, this requirement for defamation. So if somebody is writing, like referring to a Facebook post, it's easy. So we're just going to keep referring to that. But if somebody says, oh, this XYZ business owner, and they don't even have to say your name, but the owner of this business did this, da, 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 that is identifying a person. But if they just say, oh, this business that I went to, they did this, that may not amount to the person being identified. So you have to make sure that the person being defamed is actually identified in the statement. Because if you read the post and you're like, they're talking about me, it doesn't mean you're actually being identified in the statement. You could just be giving your own self up. So you have to be very careful. Again, I'm giving you all of these because I cannot tell you how many people have come to me over the years saying like, oh, I've been defamed or is this defamation? So I just want to make sure all this is covered. <laughs> but of course, if you ever believe defamation is going on, like 100% consult with an attorney. Now, the next one is the statement had a negative impact on the person's reputation. So if you're stating a fact, something that can be proven as true or false, and it is a false statement, but it doesn't paint them in a negative light, that's not defamation. So if somebody says about me, oh, Andrea was born on October the 12th, my birthday is October the 11th, that is a false statement, a fact that I was born on October 12th, but it doesn't paint me in a negative light. So that can't amount to defamation. So the next statement, I mentioned this kind of at the beginning, but it has to be demonstrably false. So it has to be a statement that can be proven as true or false, and it has to actually be false. So if it's true, affirmative defense. The truth is an affirmative defense to a defamation claim. And basically an affirmative defense means like absolute, like there's no way you can be held responsible for defamation because this statement that you made that they're trying to say defamed you, it's true. So even if you paint somebody in a negative light, you can't be held responsible for defamation if it is a true statement. That's like saying if somebody said, oh, Andrea went and robbed a bank for a million dollars and I want to say, hey, that's defaming me because that paints me in a bad light, but I did go and rob a bank for a million dollars. Like that's not defamation because it's a true statement. 
Then the last element is the defendant is at fault. And this one is where I like to explain more because I think I, I don't remember if I mentioned this on the cancellation podcast episode, but the defendant is the person that is being sued and it has to be them at fault, but they don't have to be the one that made the statement. So, and I've seen this happen many times where whether it's a business owner or somebody, they make a statement to people and those people then go and defame someone else. The person that's being sued can just be the person that made that statement that caused all those other people to actually go and defame the plaintiff, the person that's suing, the person that was defamed. So with this, how I see it play out a lot is a client will come to me and they're like, hey, is this infringement? And I'll say, yeah, it is. And then we have to be really careful because like I talked about being canceled, you know, if they have an audience, you know, you have to be careful if that audience is going to pick up on, you know, if they want to say something to their audience, like, hey, they came after just me, the small business owner, and then they their little corral comes on. It can be a huge mess. But let's say, okay, I approach someone and I'm like, hey, you're infringing on my trademark. Please change the name. I have this trademark registration. And then the person that I went and told, they post on their Facebook page this nasty message that says, I can't believe this. I have to change my business name because this business owner, they're coming after me, who's just a very small business. I don't know why they're worried about me. I have to change my name or else they're going to sue me. Da, da, da. And then all their people are like, oh my God, I can't believe they would do that to you. Even though like they're 100% in the wrong. And sadly, I've seen this happen a number of times. So many like their people come along and then go after you. And they start putting all these hateful messages, leaving you negative reviews, making all these defamatory statements. Instead of you having to sue every little person that made all those statements, you can, but you can also just sue the one person that made the statement that caused it. That helps you, the plaintiff, and it's also just another person that can just be held responsible for everything that happened to you. So it's not necessarily the person that made the false statement. It's the person that caused it. Hopefully that makes sense. So that's the five elements. All five of these do have to be true and present when bringing a defamation case. So to recap, has to be public information. So it has to be sent, like shared with at least one person. The person being defamed has to be identified in that statement. It has to be have a negative impact on the person's reputation. It has to be a false statement. And the person being sued, the defendant, the defamation has to be their fault. If you ever have questions about defamation, don't hesitate to reach out. Always run it by an attorney. And if you're going through infringement or found somebody infringing, you're like, I don't know if I should reach out. I'm not sure if, you know, this person's a loud mouth. Like, I hate when that happens. And if that's happened to you, I'm so sorry. I hate those are like the worst kind of people that want to go after you for just doing what's right. <sighs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, don't hesitate to reach out. Let me know if you have questions. I hope this is helpful and I will see y'all on Wednesday. 
here at Legalpreneur, we're committed to providing a supportive legal community for all business owners. I know how scary the legal stuff can be. If you found this information helpful, I would be so grateful if you could share it with a fellow business owner. And quite frankly, it doesn't cost anything to rate, review, or subscribe to the show. Your support helps me reach more listeners, which allows me to support more business owners in their entrepreneurial journey. Have any questions or comments about the show? feel free to drop me a line on Instagram. I promise I read all of the messages and comments. And if you want to be a guest on the show or know someone that would make a great guest, simply fill out our application form and a team member will reach out if we think it's a good fit. I'll see you in the next episode.